how to reset and rewire your leadership language with Jason Abel. Welcome to Coaching for Potential with Rory Rowland. Join national presenter and consultant Rory Rowland as he discusses another aspect of powerful coaching and how it transforms people to improve your organization. Welcome to Coaching for Potential with Rory Rowland. Hi, Rory. Hey, Paul. It's great to be here. Thanks for having me on, my friend. Well, I'm glad you're here to talk about coaching, and you have another great coach. You've had a wonderful series of different coaches from around the world Mm -hmm. to um, tell people even more information when they listen to this podcast. Absolutely. Just getting some real live experts on here. I've got a surprise here. In the next couple of weeks, we have somebody who's an international bestseller, actually, uh, had a book that was translated into like 35 languages. So wow. it's uh, it's going to be a great one. Just going to tease it a little bit there for a couple of weeks. Um, but uh, Jason sure. Abel's on today. His company is called Rewire. Just a little bit about Rewire. Rewire is committed to building and guiding companies and individuals with tools for sustainable growth and change. Rewire powers in-house coaching programs for America's growth-minded companies. And mm. so he was just a great uh, podcast interview how he helps people reset and rewire their leadership language. So I thought it was really cool, and he just had lots of great ideas on how to coach more effectively. Well, I'm looking forward to hearing this. Uh, You, to me, are the international uh, expert. (laughs) The future bestseller list will tease that as well. But also, um, you've been reaching out, and this is going to be good uh, because he's from an industry that uh, a lot of your businesses that you've worked with in the financial industries is with as well. So thanks for your conversation with Jason. And here is Rory talking to Jason. Hello, everybody. We're here today with Jason Abel. He's a speaker, author, and business coach at Rewire. Jason Abel, it is so great to have you here, my friend. Rory, thanks for having me, man. I'm, it, I'm, excited, to, uh, I'm excited to be chatting with you. Absolutely. Well, I love talking about coaching and you do too. And when I heard you on Nice Guys on Business, and I thought that was so cool. You just did a, such a great interview. I said, I've got to get you on. And then when you, you agreed to uh, be interviewed for the podcast, I was like, really geek. So I'm so delighted to have you here today. And one of the things that you talked about, obviously, you were in the mortgage banking business for a long time, but how did you make that switch? What made that transition to go from, because you were doing billions of dollars of business, you were doing all kinds of things making a great living. And then all of a sudden you decided to shift. What made you do that? And how did that come about? Yeah. Yeah. Great. Such a great question. I am doing now, I think what I was built to do. And what I mean by that is I'll answer that question by giving you a little bit of context. When I was a kid, you know, think preteen, middle school type of age, I was exposed to authors and speakers and, and thinkers uh, like Zig Ziglar, John Maxwell, Dale Carnegie, Napoleon Hill, and and the like. My dad, you know, we had eight tracks. This is in the 70s and the 80s here. We had eight tracks in the car and we would go on family trips and vacations. That was actually what was playing, you know, and and not the radio. And I didn't have a choice at the time. We We didn't have a phone in our pocket or a computer or DVDs that I could watch in the car. So I had to listen to this stuff. And believe it or not, Geek is the word geek, so I, I will too. I actually geeked out on it. Like I liked it even as a kid. I was a little weird that way. And when I got into college, I, I found myself using those techniques 
And they were helping me not only with academics and studying, but also socially and relationally and financially. And what I realized is I was exposed to those things and those um, uh, principles at a young age. And really, the only reason that I was exposed to that stuff is because of my dad and my mom listening to that stuff and, and reading those books. People my age at the time in their teens and 20s weren't that information was regularly available to older, say, business people, adults, but not young adults. And so I did my best effort at the time to boil that information down and write a book called Start Now, The Young Adult's Passport to Success and Well-Being. And I had a book in my hand, graduated from college, and I literally thought that I was going to be the next Zig Ziglar. Like, I was like, man, I'm how cool am I, right? I had a little ego mm-hmm. at the time. And and I was like, I'm, I'm going to go out on the speaking circuit and make one of my purposes in life was to make this information available to other young adults. And I was doing some of that. You'll laugh at this, Rory, because you have your own business. When, when I wasn't on Oprah within six months, I said, bah, bag the whole thing. It'll never work. And, and little did I know, I, w- it was, I was actually working. Like I had incorporated, I had my own business. And it was, you know, speaking, coaching, writing, that type of thing. But I only gave it six months. After six months, even though I was starting to make it, I didn't realize that. And so then I went into mortgage banking. I went into corporate America. That career did go well. I mean, it took me 21 years to figure it out, if you will. But I, I did, like you mentioned, I, I had a pretty good career. We, we were funding all kinds of loans. I had a good team around me. I liked the company that I worked for. I liked my boss at the time. Uh, my direct reports were amazing. What happened, I had a good gig. And part of the reason that I had a good gig in corporate America is because I was being coached. I, I had observed about halfway through my career, all the best people in my industry were hiring coaches to personally shepherd them through life and through business. So I didn't, I, was, I just said, okay, I'll, I'll hire a coach. Well, I ended up getting teamed up with who I think is one of the best coaches in the country. And his name is Steve Scanlon. And I'm fortunate enough um, to be in business with him. He and I found it rewire together in 2014. And he was able to shepherd me through some amazing things in my career, um, in my life. Um, and I really recognize the value of coaching. And so when he struck out on his own and he said, hey, what if we did this together? And it was really an opportunity for me to get back to what I originally wanted to do and what I was built to do anyways. I mean, I loved my mortgage banking career. I wouldn't trade it for anything. The people that I got to work with um, and my clients were just insanely amazing. But when, uh, when I had the opportunity to really get back to speaking and coaching, and now that I had 21 years of, you know, really cutting my teeth in corporate America. And, 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 you know, we had some successes, but of course I skinned my knees along the way as well. I jumped at it. And so it was one of those things where it was like, okay, this is what I'm made to do anyways. And so, you know, really in coaching, I I encourage people that for the same thing with, from a calling and a passion standpoint, when it comes to your career, we do a lot of things that rewired and and I'll, I'll talk about the brand of coaching that we do. Always am encouraging my clients, I follow what it is that you're built to do. And if you don't know what it is that you're built to do, 
well, then let's coach through that and let's figure that out and go from there. The great thing I love about when you and Steve Scanlon were talking when you were on, on uh, Nice Guys at Business, you shared with him the story about you wanted to be, you know, the next Zig Ziglar as a kid, and then you went into corporate America but he asked you a question, and I did an episode here, episode 90, The Gift of Challenge. Mm. And he had the courage to challenge you with the question. And I, this question is the reason I had you on the program. He said to you, if somebody handed you a contract right now where you could have, be a coach and be with a coaching company, what would you do? And tell me a little bit about that moment right there when he said to you, would you sign the contract? Yeah, it was very, it was very interesting that, you know, we all have moments in our life where, you know, as you kind of look back and at, at your life, you, there are certain moments that stick out. And that particular conversation was one of my moments. He said, I just, I just have a question for you. If we put a coaching contract in front of you today to become a coach, would you sign that contract? And Rory, it, it, it hit me. I mean, even as I'm telling, and I've told this story hundreds of times, even as I'm telling you right now, it still gets me a little, like it gives me chills. I, I didn't, I, I just knew right then that I said, yes, I would sign that contract. And right there in an instant, my life changed because I, I hung up the phone with that coach. I kind of took a breath and I called, picked up the phone and called my wife and I said, Hey honey, I'm going to get out of the, of the mortgage industry. And she, she, you know, she's my number one fan. <laughs> she took a breath also. She said, okay. She said, you know, can we talk a little bit more about that tonight? And, and so we did. And uh, that was the moment that I made the decision to get out of corporate America. And I didn't even know at that time that I was going to go and, and start rewire with Steve, but I just, I knew that I was going to get out and I knew that whatever I did, it was going to have to do with really what I'm things like what I'm doing with you right now and mm -hmm. coaching and writing and speaking. And, and then we, we, you know, six, eight months later we did, we found a rewire together. I just think that's fantastic. And the great thing about that, and I'm encouraging folks to go back to episode 90 and listen to the gift of challenge. What Steve Scanlon did for you that day was give you the gift of challenge. He didn't let you off. Well, it wasn't Steve. It was your other coach. But yeah. because of Steve, you got connected with that coach. Correct. That coach challenged you that day with a great question. And that's what I want to challenge our listeners to is to Think of that question that you could challenge someone so they get the highest performance of their life. I mean, you're now living a much more fulfilled life because of that change, because of that question. It's so true. It's so true. And then I not, you know, I wasn't kidding earlier about you asking good questions. I that what you're starting to allude to now is something that as a coach, you know, yeah, we I, I helped to found rewire, but I serve not only as the president of the company, but I'm, I serve as a coach as well. And so I'm coaching people on a week in and week out basis. And my job is not to tell them what to do. In fact, there's all kinds of brain science that says that people don't like to be told what to do anyways. And so my job is to ask compelling questions based on their, you know, their gifted zone, their characteristics, their personality, and what they've said that they want to do. The, if I can dig deep by asking good questions, and I love what you said, challenging questions, like not the softball ones, but the hard ones, um, I feel like my, my job is well done. And you're right. I, 
you know, before I go into a coaching session, I'm reviewing somebody's notes. I'm getting them in my head with their gifted zone, what their current challenges are, where it is that they want to go. And I'll write down ahead of time a list of questions. Now, I may or may not get to them in that coaching session, but I'm listing, listing questions out. And that's that really our coaching session consists of me just asking question after question after question. And I love what you said, that the challenging ones, like there are some times where at the end of a coaching session, I'll have a client, you know, go, okay, look, I don't, I didn't necessarily like that. And some of that wasn't, you know, very easy, but that was one of the best conversations that I've had, you know, in years. And that's what I'm going for because when you ask those challenging questions, that's when you can actually push the envelope and maybe create moments for people the way that, like you said, that coach created a moment, you know, for me. Absolutely. And, you know, and that great thing about that is now that's a great question. Would you sign that contract? Set you on a whole different course. So I want to really ask you about your coaching model and your mindset. So with Rewire, you really want to help rewire people's brains and you use a concept called mindset coaching. How is that different or compared to the regular coaching models that we have out there with John Whitmore and his definition of coaching? Uh, sure. Just give me a little bit about uh, your mindset of coaching. I, I love that concept. And that's one of the reasons I also wanted to have you on the program is to find out what at it, that is and how that can help our listeners. Sure. Well, I will tell you, I, I am the, um, I was the test case for the rewire brand of coaching. And what I mean by that is when I entered into coaching myself, so when I was the client, I, I had a pretty good skill set on me. I, I, I knew how to work hard. I knew how to, you know, for the most part, um, work my calendar to my advantage. And I knew from a mortgage banking standpoint, you know, I read the books. I, I, I read about the right things to do and the wrong things to do. And, and, but I still, even though I knew all the things to do, I didn't, I wasn't an expert at putting everything together and making it work. And so what, what was missing was my mindset. I had all the ingredients. I just couldn't bake it properly to, to really take me from average to, you know, well above average and coaching helped me with that. So I'll give you a for instance. When I first hired a coach, my deal was, Hey, look, the more that I sell, the more revenue that I can create for my company and for me personally. And so, okay, coach, help me do that. Help me sell more so I can make more. And he very quickly said, okay, we'll get to that. Like I, I can just about assure you that we're, we're going to get to that. But the first thing I want to do is kind of like you said, Rory, ask you all kinds of questions. And one of the very first things that he had me do was write my own eulogy. Mm. Whoops. I was like, are you kidding me? I just want to sell more. Like, what do you mean eulogy, right? Like I was a young guy at the time and, you know, death was pretty much the last thing on my mind at, at, at the moment. But you know what? It was one of the hardest things that I did at the time, but it was also one of the best things that I did at the time because it really got me thinking deeper about myself and about what was important to me. And over time, we did get to the actions that I needed to take to get the results that I was ultimately looking for. But we needed to go what I call below the waterline first to really think about how I was thinking and really even a little bit about my emotions in order for me to then, instead of just, I'll give you an example. 
instead of just helping uh, me with a particular sales script or a particular call cadence, for instance, through coaching, I was helped to become the person that just does those things. So there's a difference there. It is, hey, I can... I can have somebody hold my feet to the fire so I do the right script or so I, you know, make the right amount of sales calls as opposed to what happened was my coach helped me become the person that just does that. So I'll give you a, for instance, right now, Rory, when you tie your shoes, do you sit down in front of your shoes and really think through, okay, I have to actually put them on my foot now. Now I have to pick up one lace with my left hand and one lace with my right hand. Do you do that or do you just you just it's, tie your shoes as you're thinking about something else? It's all muscle memory. It is absolutely, I am unconscious, confident to be able to tie my shoes. I just, boom, do it. And when we think about it, I'm thinking about something else while, we're, while I'm doing that process. Exactly. Because not only has it become a habit, it's just become who you are. You are a person that ties your shoes. Mm -hmm. And when you first learn how to tie your shoes, that, that wasn't the case. You had to really you know, think it through. And our brand of coaching, mindset coaching, we're helping people become who it is that they're looking to become as opposed to, hey, let me just, let's just set a goal. Let's put the things in place to reach those goals. And, and you're going to do the things to reach those goals. Now, those things do have to happen. Like you do have to do the set of actions to achieve the results that you're looking for. But what we find is traditional coaching um, what we might call consulting or mentorship is really in corporate America. Um, what we find is happening today. Somebody says, okay, in order for you to become a better manager, you have to communicate with people in this way, or you have to um, make yourself available to your direct reports this many times a week or some, some sort of a prescription. And again, those, those things are important, but unless that particular leader or manager has their thinking right behind that, then once coaching goes away, they have the potential to fall back into, you know, what wasn't working for them. So our brand of coaching, mindset coaching, we go below the waterline where we really help people with the way that they're thinking. Then they become the person that does the actions that ultimately leads to the results that they're looking for. And so sometimes it takes a little while, but man, the results that we're getting with people, it is, <laughs> I, I'm not kidding you when I tell you that I wake up every day and I do pinch myself because the stuff that our clients are achieving, I just shake my head daily at, at the things that they're able to do because of this particular brand of coaching. And, and I love that right there. Give me a couple of success stories of people that you've worked with to get them to that level. Yeah, I have one that I use in, in my, I've been using in my workshops lately. We use this um, illustration of an iceberg and that's not a, that's not a new illustration, right? There's all kinds of things that use an iceberg model. But if you think of an iceberg, you know, the, the, the big part of the iceberg is below the waterline. And that is, that's where the thinking and emotions part of what we do reside is under the waterline. And it really is who we are. And the manner in which we engage the day is, has everything to do with the below the waterline, you know, the thinking and the emotions. Right above the waterline is the actions that you need to take. And then the tip of the iceberg is the results that you're ultimately looking to get. And so we had a client, and this is now last year, and he, in, in his field, um, he's just, he's one of the top people in the state 
uh, uh, in, in the field that he's in. And there was one particular item that he knew that he was supposed to be doing that he wasn't doing. And so I'll give this to you. So this particular client was is a mortgage banker and high level mortgage banker, by the way. And he knew that he should be connecting with his database of past clients, but he just wasn't doing it. So he's one of the top people in the industries, but he wasn't doing a no-brainer or a really integral piece of what top mortgage bankers do. And he's like, I know how to do it and I know I should be doing it, but I just I haven't gotten around to it yet. And so instead of us going, okay, well, here's the prescription on how to do it, kind of like a diver, we went below the waterline and we were able to figure out from him it was a little overwhelming for him to think about. He had thousands of people that weren't really in a database. So the first thing he needed to do was get these people in a database. Well, that was overwhelming to him. And then he was like, well, I'm not really sure the technology works, you know, that well. And I don't, I don't really know how to do it. So that is imposing. And, and I'm, not, I'm not really sure even where I would start. And so what was really happening is that he was just way overwhelmed by just the idea of it. And so what we did is we were able to get that out. We, we have a saying at Rewire, if you can name it, you can tame it. And so we were able to have him speak through some of the things that were making him feel overwhelmed about that. Well, once we could do that, then we could start to dampen down his emotional response to that because he was able to verbalize it. Well, now that he verbalized it, then we could start taking tiny, tiny steps not towards like getting the entire database and he's like a master at it, not, not to that level, but we could take tiny little baby steps, kind of like when you're tying your shoes of things that he could do with his database. And he just started with one simple thing where he was going to make three calls a day, three times a week to his database. So basically he was going to reach out to nine people a week to his database. After several months of him doing that activity, seeing some results with it and more and more results as he kept on doing it, he started to become a person that connected with his database on a weekly basis. And then after that became a habit, he started doing it on a daily basis. Well, then that motivated him to figure out the technology behind it, which he's done. And now he won't leave the office until he connects with five of his people in his database a day. And the results wow. that he's gotten from that activity, he's going, he'll, this year, he'll do 40% more business than he did last year, where he was already one of the tops in his industry. He'll do 40% more business this year because of that one activity. And it's not now because I'm holding his feet to the fire as a coach. It's because he has become the person that connects with his people on a daily basis. But it was because he had enough courage to go below the waterline and really get through the thinking and the emotions behind it first. So that, that's one of my favorite stories these days. And, and we've just got, we've got story after story after story. But again, it's all about the mindset piece as opposed to the skill set piece. Yeah. And I love that concept. I haven't heard that before. If you can name it, you can tame it. And what you did is you forced him to verbalize it. Once he verbalized it, it wasn't overwhelming. Then he took some simple, simple incremental steps to get there. And I've heard this concept and I love it and success is progress. So if you just take a little movement towards that and you continue to reinforce it, it can be an incredibly powerful tool 
for change. And I just love, I love hearing coaches' success stories because you've already got people who are successful. How can you get the next level? And you've helped him improve his business by 40%. So I'm, I suspect he's probably making a little bit more money too. <laughs> he's, he's, pretty, he's pretty happy with how things are going. Yep. That is absolutely terrific. So the, the keys to lasting change from your perspective, what are some of the keys to lasting change for this client? But for any client that you work with, what are some of the keys to lasting change? Yeah, it's, a, it's another great question. I mean, there's so many directions that, that I could go in there. But I, I, one of the things that I've observed over the years, and we're even observing it internally at Rewire, is once you do figure out the right things to do, not not the 20 right things, but, but really focus and narrow in on, you know, the two or three right things to do with whatever arena that you're looking to, you know, grow in. Maybe it's, maybe it's professional, maybe it's personal or communications or relational, but the very few things when you can have those things become who you are, when it becomes a habit, that is one of the keys to, to do something and do it consistently until it just becomes who you are. And again, that's way easier said than done. But I think that that's one of the keys. And then this part, this I think is something that I've been really, how do I just observe this? When you do those things consistently over a very long period of time, that's where the juice is over a long period of time. I I, I observe people wanting these quick fixes and, you know, 10 minute abs and, you know, these types of things. It just doesn't exist. It's over the long game. So if, if there's one thing that I can impress on your people, once you figure out the right thing to do and you, you, can, you can become the person that does it consistently, it's just the key to do it over the long haul, over the long. So if you're in it for the long game, that is where I see the real difference maker because even in this activity, this story that I just told you about, if my client did those activities for just a week or two, maybe even a month or two, and he didn't, he wasn't seeing a lot of results in the very beginning and he just gave up on it, I think that that would be a pretty typical story of people is, man, I've been trying to lose weight for two months and it's just not happening. Oh, forget the whole thing. Or I've been trying to be a better communicator now and I'm doing all the things that this book says that I'm supposed to do and it's not happening yet. I would just say stay in the game for the long run because when you can do those things consistently over a long period of time, that's where things start to happen. And um, that would just be my encouragement for your people is really take the long game, not the short game. I agree completely. I've uh, had some shoulder pain recently. So I went up to one of the coaches at the gym and said, Hey, I've got pain here. And what exercises should I do? Or should I go to the, the orthopedic surgeon or whatever? And he said, let's try these things for two to three months. He says at your age, I think if we do these things, it'll work. I stayed consistent. I did them. And now I'm waking up in the morning with no pain in my shoulders because I've been doing weightlifting in the right way to get that done. But it didn't happen after one day or two days or three days. It took really literally three months to do it. But I will promise you, I'm not going to stop now because I don't want to go back to the pain. And I didn't, I certainly didn't want to have to do surgery, which was a much, this was a much better solution from all the way around. Uh, and it's also gave me a sense of control over my life. And that's what you gave this client was a sense of control over their life. And I just think that is absolutely terrific. I love it when coaches tell me success stories because they just have the greatest success stories 
with coaching. And that's what I want for the folks who are listening today is to learn how to coach more effectively so that you can make and create change in your organization with your folks and to get that done. So I just think that is absolutely terrific. So tell me a little bit about your book, Start Now, because that's the key. You just got to start. So tell me a little bit about your book and and now it's on Amazon. So just give me a snippet. Well, what, you know, this book that I told you about that I wrote in college, we, um, it's been sitting on a shelf for the last 25 years because the principles that are in the book are enduring principles, principles like how to create lasting friendships that, that matter and who to create friends with. Um, there's financial principles in there, how to save properly, what role debt plays in your life. There's relationship tips in there. There's negotiation tips in there. And it's really this this passport for young adults. But the problem is, well, this book was written in the 90s. So the examples that I used up to date, but the principles were enduring and good. And so I tasked eight young adults to go through the book page by page and bring the examples up to date. And they did a phenomenal job with it. So it's the same principles, but it's brand new examples and I've had a chance, I, me personally, to use the principles in the book over the last 25 years where I can say, hey, over the long run, these things actually work. Here's the financial things that I was talking about in the 90s. I did those things personally and, you can, and I put in the book the examples of how some of those things played out. And so we, we republished the book with, and it's really for today's generation using today's examples. And uh, it's been really fun. We, we just got it on Amazon a few weeks ago. The reviews are starting to come in and, and I'm really humbled by the reviews from the young adults that are, that are reading it. So if your listeners have kids that are in their teens or their twenties or grandkids, this is the book for them. And um, thanks for asking about it. I appreciate that. Absolutely. I am fired up that you've got it written and and uh, to finally get it off the shelf has got to be rewarding and kind of releasing to see it now in on Amazon, real life. You you breathe life into it and brought it back. Yeah, you know, I, I appreciate you saying that. Um, we're about four years behind schedule. Well, maybe about three years behind schedule. Or when I enlisted those eight young adults, we were we were on a path and they did what they needed to do right away. But, you know, there's priorities and, and doing a book is, it's a little crazy. Uh, so yeah, it is. It's on the shelf. We're very, very happy about it. And um, again, I appreciate you asking about it. Absolutely. And this leads me to a couple of points and I'll come back and ask people how to connect with you. But you had some great points today with regards to your personal life. And I interviewed Bob Tede. Uh, episodes 72 and 73, he asked, now that's a great question. And your coach asked you a great question. If you could get the contract now, would you sign it? You said yes. And so I want folks to go back and listen to 73 and 72 because that he gives you some great tips on how to ask a great question. And I'd highly encourage people to go back and listen to episode 90, the gift of challenge, because that coach gave you the gift of challenge of asking a tough question that day. But he also transformed your life and sent you on a completely different trajectory And what I'm hearing from you, just from your voice is, thank God he asked because this is a much more fulfilling path for me. Yeah, so, so, so true. And if if you're listening, you know, to us right now and you're not feeling, you know, challenged in a certain area, and and I don't mean like you're suffering from life's challenges, right, that that come 
that, that come at us. But if you don't have somebody in your life that is, you know, asking you tougher questions, maybe it's a parent, maybe it's a close friend, maybe it's a, a leader in your organization, really find somebody, you know, to do that. Or it could be a coach, obviously. Um, but yeah, that that is something that I think we all need. You know, I run a coaching company, but I have a coach as well. In fact, I have more than one coach because I want people to be continually asking me those questions as well. Yeah, we've all got to be challenged. So how do people get a hold of you if they would like you or your company to help coach them? So how's the best way to get a hold of you? Uh, I appreciate that. Well, our website is uh, rewireinc.com. It's easy to Google. And then I'm on all the socials uh, uh, and my, you know, how to look me up on any of the socials is at rewirejason. So whether it's um, Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram. I, th- I think I'm on, I'm even on, my kids got me on TikTok. So I'm even on TikTok these days. So it's at Rewire Jason. <laughs> I absolutely love it. Well, Jason, it has truly been a pleasure to have you on the program today. I loved your story from when you were on Nice Guys in Business. I thought that was terrific. I love the fact that you wanted to be Zig Ziglar and then you did it for a while and you saw success, but you just didn't stay with momentum. And that's probably one of the lessons you teach your folks now is, stay with it. I started to build momentum, but I didn't stay long enough to get real success from it. And here you are now with your coaching company, working with Steve Scanlon and just doing a great job. And I'm inspired by what you've done and just keep up the great work, my friend. Mm, Rory, such a pleasure um, talking with you. Congratulations to you. Uh, You know, a lot of people want to do a podcast, but you've got, you know, 90 or so of them already in the can. Congratulations. I'd love to do this again with you. You're doing great work. Well, thank you, my friend. I would love to have you back again too. And maybe we could have you and Steve on together and talk about how Rewire works and the impact it makes for folks. So again, thank you very much for being here today. Uh, My pleasure. Talk to you soon. You bet. Thank you. Well, that was a good conversation. And you know, the thing I love about that is his story. Actually, the reason I invited him on, I heard him on another podcast. He just told that great story about where he was in the mortgage broker banking business and been doing that for quite a while and been incredibly successful at it. And one day the coach asked him a transformational question and said, if I would give you a coaching contract right now, would you take it? And he said in a heartbeat he would. And so sometimes you can ask people transformational questions mm-hmm. and truly change their life in a whole new direction. And now he's loving it. He loves being with Rewire. He loves helping folks uh, with the coaching programs that he has, and it's just been a complete transformation in his life. And the energy that he had, that he took from the banking world, he inject, interjected that, injected that into his uh, coaching, and he's just doing a great job. And I just, it was just a great interview. So I just loved chatting with folks like that. They got energy, fire, they're alive, and he wants to help people achieve what they want to get after it, get out or get in life. Now, I know that uh, many of the listeners of our podcast only listen to our podcast because. It's so wonderful. But Jason also has a podcast called The Insight Interviews. So right. check that out as well. Absolutely. You've got to do that. And it, it, he's got great stuff there. He just started it just recently. So uh, maybe being on this program here inspired him to do that one. Well, good, good, good. So um, if people want to I always like to ask this question, if people mm-hmm. are ready to get re- rewired and inspired mm-hmm. and they want to talk to you, how do they get hold of you? Yeah, it's very easy. They can go to RoryRoland.com. That's R-O-R-Y-R-O-W-L-A-N-D.com. 
Uh, they can connect with me there. They can also reach us at coachingmanager.university. That's our 52-module online program that we help take you through the coaching program and really help you develop your skills of coaching. And matter of fact, I will give the first person who sends me an email and they want that program free, I will actually send it to them absolutely free so they can get wow. started on developing their skills at a higher level with coaching. Wow. Very good. Very good. So um, contact Rory as soon as you can and enjoy the podcast all the time, even if you're not a winner on that particular contest. Exactly. We, if, they, if they don't get the email, listen, we offer it a number of times in our programs. And so uh, fire me off an email when you listen again, and maybe you'll be the person that gets in there first and away you go. Well, we appreciate everyone that listens and we'll see you next time, Rory. Thank you, Paul. Thanks for listening to Coaching for Potential with Rory Rowland. Join us next time for another discussion about the power of coaching. This has been a KCTK production produced by Paul Lavoda and Rory Rowland. For more information and content, visit RoryRowland.com.